Hey guys, I'm Logan. And I'm Patsy. And this is Chills, a true crime podcast. One that's sure to give you chills. All right, we are on episode number 14 today. And as always, welcome back to our podcast. If you are liking the show, please recommend us to a friend and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to send us a screenshot of your review and we will send you a Chills Podcast sticker. So this isn't the case that I had planned on covering. I started researching for a completely different case and then I found a book that actually literally talked about the whole entire case in full detail and so I was like all right holy crap I have to read this book and I found it on like a website to read for free so I quickly found a different case to cover and so today we're going to be covering the mysterious death of Debbie Wolf. So this case is kind of popular I've definitely heard it on a podcast before um but like I said, we're going to be talking about Debbie Wolf, and she was a nurse at the Veterans Hospital in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So our case is going to take place on December 26, 1985, so the day after Christmas. After finishing her shift on Christmas Day, Debbie left work and is presumed to be heading on home. She lived in like kind of a secluded cabin, and the next morning, she didn't show up for work, so... Her boss calls her mom and immediately her mom's worried because Debbie is like a super responsible person and she has her shit together and she just like never missed work. Like she just, it's just not something that she would do. So Debbie's parents and a family friend named Kevin Gorton rushed over to her house. Like I said, it was kind of like an isolated cabin, which like goals. When they got there, they immediately noticed things just weren't right There were beer cans all over the yard. Debbie's dogs hadn't been fed and were just kind of like running around everywhere. And her nursing uniform was laying on the floor in the kitchen. There were other items scattered around the floor. And Debbie kept a really tidy home. And normally things always had a place and were kept in that place. So this was very weird. They even found her purse lying underneath of her bed, which is very strange because one why was her purse underneath of her bed and two it wasn't in its normal location like i said everything out of place and was kept there so not really knowing where to start or what to do debbie's mother checked the answering machine hoping maybe debbie had called and left a message what they heard was a stranger's voice the voice was a man calling from the veterans hospital to see how debbie was doing and i have the message and i'm going to go ahead and play it now Okay, sorry the audio isn't super amazing on that, but that's okay. So, the man basically indicated that Debbie had missed a couple days of work and was calling to check in on her, which this obviously doesn't make any sense because the 26th, that was the first day she had missed work. I mean, at this point, it had only been a couple of hours, so not even a full day yet. So her mom, which her name is Jenny, found this real weird, and obviously it's very strange. 
and her family decided to search outside. So they searched around the cabin and by the pond on her property. Not finding her, Jenny called the Cumberland County Sheriff's Department, and responding to the call was Captain Jack Watts. So he was under the impression that Jenny and Kevin had already searched the pond, so there was never an official request made that day for divers. Which, I don't even understand this, because, like, how would her mom and her friend, like, search a dang pond? Exactly. Like, what? <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't, I don't understand. So... Bloodhounds were brought to the cabin, but nothing was found. Jenny was like, all right, clearly I'm not getting anywhere with the Cumberland police, so she hired her own dive team. And on January 1st, Kevin Gorton and his friend Gordon Childrez entered the pond searching for any sign of Debbie. So I read that they did, like, this kind of rescue work. Um, So I'm guessing that that's why the police thought maybe they'd already searched the pond because remember kevin is the family friend so that's the only thing i can think of is why they thought maybe they'd already searched the pond but why not ask yeah (laughs) like why not be like okay so you searched the pond you didn't find anything and they would be like uh no we didn't search the pond i can see you looking at the pond and seeing if there's a body floating but how are you gonna know what's underneath the water i mean we have a pond trust me we have no idea what's at the bottom of that pond but, I mean, that's the only thing I'm I'm assuming that they're like, oh, okay, well, this guy does rescue work. He probably already did it. But, like, why not just ask? Yeah. And be like, okay, no, they didn't. Like, what? Um, Not to mention, like, wouldn't you want to do it yourself, like, just to cover your own ass? You think. But what do I know? So, pretty soon after the dive started, Gordon found two sets of foot impressions pressed into the mud. Um, He also found what appeared to be drag marks. So, two minutes after entering the water, yes, two minutes, Gordon Childrez came across a burn barrel. It was like a rusty 55-gallon oil-type drum with holes. It was about 30 feet from the bank in five and a half feet of water, and inside of the barrel was the body of Debbie Wolf. Wow. Yeah. So the police came, and on January 2nd, the autopsy was performed, and the manner of death was reported as undetermined. It could not be determined if the drowning was an accident or a homicide. She would already be dead before they threw her in there, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, just listen, this case is so weird. Um, that's why I called it the murder, mysterious death. Um, so, first off, Debbie had multiple abrasions on several of her fingers, which, like, no one just gets random-ass cuts on their fingers doing normal things. Like, a paper cut? Yeah, you get one. You don't just get, like, ra- like mm-hmm. a bunch of random mm-hmm. freaking cuts on your fingers. So she was trying to get out. Trying to get out or was Ugh. clearly doing something. Ugh. So, another weird thing is that typically with drownings, the eyes and mouth are open and their arms are in like a fighting, um, like, you know, just fighting Mm -hmm. for life type of position. And Debbie's eyes and mouth were closed and her body appeared to be in a relaxed state. Hmm. So like, if you look at any um, information about drownings and stuff, like normally their eyes are open and their mouth's open because they're like screaming and like fighting and she was just in, like, a complete rack, relaxed state, just her eyes shut, mouth shut. So, that's strange. Maybe she strange. passed out from 
Yeah. Also, Shock typically, there is a white froth or foam-like substance in their airways or coming out of their mouth, which Debbie did not have. Hmm. So, in an article, I found that the presence of either froth or foam is a vital phenomenon and often indicates that the victim was alive at the time of submersion. So, this leads me to believe that she was maybe dead before she even was put in the water? I would think so. But then how does she get the cuts on her fingers? Because I would think she'd get it from scratching the barrel. Uh, Maybe fighting? True. So the autopsy also only found a half a teaspoon of water in her upper bronchial area, Mm. which I feel like just supports the fact that she was dead before she even was put in the water. I can't imagine. I I would hope so because I feel like that would be horrible. Or I guess she could have been unconscious before she was put in the water. Because I mean, that would have been another like reason why she would only have like so little of water because she wouldn't be fighting and breathing in the water. But still, feel like if you go underwater, you're still going to... No, I guess you wouldn't be... Bre- well, I don't know. You may be unconscious, but you're still breathing. You're still inhaling because you're still alive. I don't know. Breathing in through your nose, you know, not so much your mouth. Well, I mean, I guess that's why you would have such a little amount of water because you wouldn't be able to fight, one, to get back up. And yeah. you would you would drown pretty quickly. Yeah, true. I would assume. So investigators do not believe that she was murdered. And theorize. <laughs> yeah, right? She put herself in the barrel? Oh, I love them. They theorized that Debbie was probably playing with her two dogs and she fell in the pond. Or maybe she was trying to save one of her dogs that walked into the pond and became frightened. They also proposed that Debbie may have succumbed to immersion syndrome. And immersion syndrome is a non-freezing peripheral cold injury caused by prolonged or repetitive exposure to damp cold temperatures. So cool or cold water or mud. The extremity first becomes cold, numb, pale, and clammy, and this is followed by blistering. However, autopsy findings did not find any symptoms related to immersion syndrome. Hmm. So I don't even know why somebody would even be like, oh yeah, this is a possibility. Clearly not if you found no symptoms of that. They also deny that her body was found in a barrel because, you know, they're the ones that searched the pond. You know, whenever you started saying that, I thought since it wasn't the actual police and those guys that did it and she hired somebody, that would be like kind of tampering with evidence or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so they wouldn't take it as serious as if it was the police that was finding it. Yeah. That thought went through my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're not the ones that searched the pond. (laughs) So how the heck can they deny something if they weren't the ones to find it? I'm so confused on this. So they say, and this is a direct quote from one of the detectives. What appeared to be a barrel to some of the divers could have been Debbie's jacket, which may have been ballooned out as she was lying at the angle in the bottom of the pond. Okay, so I'm confused. Did they drag her out and it was just her? There wasn't a barrel? 
Or did they drag her out in the barrel? No, they dragged her out. Yeah, which... But you still think they would go down and see if there's a barrel? Well, just let, let me go ahead and say this part okay. real quick before um, before we talk about it. Just so you can kind of understand this part. The two divers say no way. There was 100% a barrel. And her mom said that she remembers a barrel setting beside Debbie's cabin where she kept firewood, which was now gone. And she could even make out the indentation in the ground where the barrel had been. So the police didn't collect the barrel from the crime scene that day. The very next day, family and friends came to get the barrel and it was no longer in the pond, which I don't understand why it was taken like it wasn't taken out in the first place. Like, why was her body lifted out of the barrel, and why wasn't the barrel just, like, lifted from the water? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like it would be smarter to just lift the barrel out so that way you're not disturbing the body or any evidence or anything instead of lifting her body out of the barrel. I don't know. Maybe it was super heavy. I don't know. So, at this point, Debbie's family is just like, okay, what the hell? None of this is adding up. So, police are firm that this was an accident. Two months later, Jenny received Debbie's clothes from the medical examiner, and this is when she's like, okay, 100 million, 10,000 percent, Debbie was murdered. So, this is what she was wearing when her body was found. Brown corduroy pants that were too big around the waist and too long. They were also unzipped, which honestly I think is real weird, because if she was just outside playing with her dog why would her pants yeah unzipped? who exactly. is just out in freezing weather with unzipped pants no one why would you be playing with your dog by the pond with unzipped pants i don't in know the cold weather yeah so it ain't like you're gonna throw something in the pond and go make him fetch it like you would in the summer yeah i mean like okay maybe wearing like a pair of pants that are too big, like, outside to, like, mm-hmm. get dirty in and mm-hmm. stuff. But unzipped, that makes no sense. So, next was her bra. She was wearing a bra that was three sizes too large in the cups. And then around the weight, like, around the, um, like, the bra size, it was two sizes too large. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That is odd. Right? Then she had on a pair of Nike shoes that were three sizes too large and were men's shoes. So she was found wearing a men's six and Debbie wore a ladies' size seven. And they didn't think anything was odd about that. Right? A pair of tennis shoes that are three sizes too big. And not even women's. Yeah. Don't understand that. She also had on a new regulation army field jacket that did not belong to her or anyone she knew. The jacket had no name tag and no way to trace to its original owner. Hmm. Wow. She was also wearing a black t-shirt with Pittsburgh Steelers on the front. Debbie's family and her boyfriend could not identify the shirt, claiming that they had no idea where it came from. Hmm. Who goes outside in in a pair of pants that are two sizes too big? A bra that's too big. Men's tennis shoes is too big. And play with her dog around the ponds. And a random army field jacket that has that was not hers. So weird. So a family friend named Franz Schof had gone out to the cabin to feed Debbie's dogs after her death. She found Debbie's wool stocking cap in mud at the opposite end of the pond from where she 
was thought to have entered the water. So they didn't even, like, go around the pond and look... Clearly not. Or anything? <laughs> I mean... Clearly that's not. That's they found the body. Yeah. So they, she, they literally found, like, they a stocking flubbed, hat. They flubbed this up big time. So bad. They literally found a stocking hat on the opposite side of where, supposedly, she had entered the water. So the family thought that this was odd because there was a thin layer of ice on the pond and it was unlikely that the cap could have floated to the other side of the pond. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Edwards also found it odd that when the NC State Bureau of Investigation, so the SBI, SBI returned the white Nike tennis shoes to her, they had no mud on them. She inquired to the SBI and they insisted that the shoes had not been washed or cleaned. They were the same as they were when the when they were removed from Debbie's body. Hmm. So she conveniently, you know, somehow fell into the water, but didn't get mud on her shoes at all whenever it was cold, muddy, and she was right next to the pond. And outside playing with her dogs, that makes no sense. No. So Debbie's stepfather went to the cabin on December 27th, 2005, and he found a white, short-sleeved nurse's uniform lying on the kitchen floor. According to a co-worker of Mrs. Wolf, Wolf's sorry, at the VA hospital, this uniform was not the one Debbie had worn at work a day earlier. The co-worker said that while the two were having coffee at work on December 26th, he accidentally spilled coffee on the sleeve of her uniform. He later said that he was positive she was wearing a uniform with long sleeves. Detectives would later claim that they investigated several patients with mental health problems from the Veterans Hospital, including the man who left the voicemail message. Soon after being interviewed by sheriff detectives, the man who left the voicemail left the state of North Carolina. Newly discovered information by Dr. Goodwin from the case file suggests that semen was present in the victim. DNA profiling was not available in 1985. A new private investigation is ongoing by Dr. Maurice Godwin. And that was a direct quote from the website that I got all my information from. And I will leave that linked in the show notes down below. So are they saying it's a murder now? Or are they still saying that the it's an accident? The police isn't, but Dr. Godwin suggests... That it was. But that's literally all the information. That's it. That's everything. Hmm. I've never heard of this one. That I know of. I don't remember it. It is odd, though. A lot of, a lot of odd circumstances there that doesn't make any sense. It's real weird. Like, real, real weird. I mean, you've acquired a lot of clothes since you moved out of the house. For the most part, I know what clothes you have. And so, you know. Yeah. You think her mom or her boyfriend would know if she has certain clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't understand the clothes, though. I, I don't understand, like, the clothes, though. Like, them being too big and stuff. Why would you have a bra so big? Yeah, that does not make any um, sense to I, me. Unless you've gained a lot of weight, I don't think your cup size changes, right? Does it pretty well stay I mean, the yeah, same? Yeah, unless you gain weight or lose I mean, weight. I, I could see like the 34, 36, all that changing because you get bigger around there. But I don't think your cup changes 
unless you yeah, I mean, your cup changes if you lose and gain weight, but obviously, like her, like that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's so strange. And I mean, I understand like the thought process of okay, I'm gonna put on these like old clothes and like go play with the dogs outside, you know, because I'll probably get muddy and stuff. Because I mean, I do that too. If like I'm working or doing something or doing like craft projects. Mm I'll put on old clothes, but they fit like she clearly didn't lose a bunch of weight or, you know, gain a bunch of weight or anything. Like she clearly was the same size. I mean, if the zipper was broke, I could see. I could see the zipper. If the zipper was broke, I could see it being undone. Yeah. But why would the zipper be undone? And why her shoes so clean? If she was out playing with her dog. Mm -hmm. Or fell into the water. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Could it be like a please cover up? I don't know. I mean, because like they're like, oh, yeah, uh, we just assumed that they did it, that they did the diving. Yeah, it sounds like they blotched it up for the start. And covering it up for someone. But another thing, though, is if she was murdered and raped, why would somebody put her in clothes that weren't hers? Like, why would they put her in, like, these random-ass clothes? That doesn't make any sense either. And then why would you put her in a barrel and put her in your pond? I don't know, hopefully hoping that she probably wouldn't be found, probably. But I feel like anytime you're you come up missing and there's water around it, they're going to drag it or whatever to see. Do you think that there really was a barrel? I feel like if two people said they saw a barrel, one, maybe, but two? Yeah. No. I I agree. Think there I was believe a there was a barrel too. And it doesn't make sense to me for okay, her to be say that she was playing with her dogs. I don't know. Okay. Clearly there was a barrel because it showed the print of a barrel and her yeah. mom said wood used to be in it. So there was a barrel. Okay, so I'm going to go off my thought process of just how I'm super-duper clumsy and just very uncoordinated. I could see her possibly falling into the pond. But what are the chances that just just say just so happens that the barrel was already in the pond? What are the chances of her body just so happened to be landing in that barrel? Mm-hmm. Very slim. What are the chances of her to accidentally fall into the barrel somehow and then the barrel somehow ends up in the water? Like, that's not going to happen. Like, that that just absolutely makes no sense. The barrel is the aspect that's, like, the weirdest part of it, I feel like. Like, yes, the clothes are weird, but the barrel is the weird part. Because if she was just playing with her dogs and this was an accident, she's not going to somehow end up in the barrel was the pond frozen? I guess certain areas were. Because, I mean, if she fell in and it was frozen, there would be a spot where it wasn't. I guess some areas were frozen. Even if it refroze, there's, you still can see where the ice has been, you know. Yeah. I guess some areas were frozen because, if you remember, they said that um, the stock hat wouldn't have just, like, mm-hmm. washed up to the shore because mm-hmm. it was frozen in that spot, so... Because it was frozen in some areas. Um, Maybe around the edges where it was. Yeah. Um, 
not as deep. Like, I could get behind that it was just an accident that she fell in the water if she didn't, if she wasn't found in the barrel. And all the different clothes things. That's weird, but I mean, I guess I could find a way to get around it by saying, okay, yeah, she was probably just didn't want to get dirty and she had these clothes maybe from Goodwill and maybe she bought them from Goodwill just to play with her dogs in. Which again is super weird. Where were the and I dogs can't really get behind it, but outside. There. The dogs wasn't like hanging out by the pond or anything that it said. They said that they were just running around. Hmm. But I'm sure they were running around like people like I'm sure they ran to them whenever they pulled in the driveway yeah. and that's why they were running around. What do you think happened? I don't know, but I feel like if there was barrel, if she was drugged there in a barrel, there would have to be some type of barrel mark from the house to the pond. Because I feel like you cannot physically, if you're by yourself, mm-hmm. physically pick up a barrel and a person in it. Yeah, and not have drag marks. And not have some kind of drag marks. So, yeah, because we know that there was drag marks in the water. Mm-hmm. Because remember, the divers mm-hmm. saw the drag marks. And even if they like... Or... Maybe nothing was in the barrel whenever he picked it up and moved it. And then put the yep. and then put her body in it and yep. then drug it. Yeah. And that's why. So yep. that way it was easily able to be picked up before. Yeah. I mean if if that that does make sense. That's a good good theory right there. But wouldn't there be an indentation unless he put it in the water? Because I was going to say, well, wouldn't there be an indentation by, like, the pond on the ground where the barrel was? But if you put the barrel, like, right there on shore in mm-hmm. the water, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to see the indentation, like, with the naked eye. You would obviously be have to dive to see mm-hmm. it. I think she was murdered. It's all too weird. I do, too. I still, though, am very confused on the clothes, though. If she was murdered, why was... Did they put those clothes on her? That makes no sense. Like, he could have went inside and literally got her her own clothes. I don't know. All right, but that is it for this episode. We're not going to really do any chit-chat because she's got to go to sleep and I got to get on home. So, thank you guys so, so much for listening. We will talk to you guys in our next episode next Monday. So, thank you guys. Goodbye. Bye.